Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison Rosen. Before the show officially starts, I wanted to remind you that I have another podcast that I hope you're listening to. So, Allison Rosen, my partner in Childish, did I tell you about my mom? No. She said, what are you up to today? I said, I'm going to record my uh, podcast with Allison Rosen, Childish. And she goes, uh, oh, what's that? And I go, Mom, I've told you this five times. I said, it's a podcast we do where we talk about raising kids together. And she goes, are people interested in that? (laughs) I think you will be. New episodes of Childish every Wednesday, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in the pod cabin with producer Tony Thaxton, and I don't want to alarm you, but there is a termite situation in the pod cabin. Oh, it might crumble to nothing around, all around us. That would be quite a feat if that happened while we're in here, because it looks pretty intact at the moment. I know, but there's a little pile of termite poop over there. Ooh. And this is not the first time I spotted it. I spotted it some time ago. And uh, then I had someone... I like to start with stories of bugs and poop. Mm-hmm. I think that that really... That's what the audience know. wants. It lets yeah. them know that they've come to the right place. Anyway, um, someone came out and gave me an estimate, and I thought, well, that sounds intense. I'm just going to put put that on the back burner for a little while and see if I can just solve it myself with some 409. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's the solution? Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like it might be. All right. So I squirted it into, and into like under the baseboard and then it seemed to keep the situation at bay for a while. Okay. But then there was all of a sudden, and it was like months later because they, they work slow. Oh, this happened months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were they're tiny no they're oh no so their poops tiny as bugs they're actually bigger than you want them to be yeah so i then i had to like remove the little pile of wood shaving poop again and i sprayed some more 409 in there and i thought this time i think that's gonna really do the trick yeah i mean it sounds like 409's working <laughs> that was about two weeks ago but then today there's a fresh pile so i don't know should i move my backpack is that what you're getting at <laughs> oh let me look and see where your backpack is I th- no, I think your backpack's holding up the walls. <laughs> I think you perfect. should leave it there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, I would like the listeners to weigh in. Should I keep keep going with the 409? Should I step up to something more intense? Like, some I don't 410. know. <laughs> yeah, 410 yeah. or Fantastic some, or some kind of bleach-based bathroom spray. Scrubbing bubbles? I don't know. Or should I actually tent for termites, which is a pretty penny? It really here's the real issue, to be honest. If if we just tent the pod cabin, it's expensive. But if we tent the cabin and the entire house, then it's uh not as expensive as if it's cheaper than if I later have to do the house separately. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I need it in the house, but I can like I I'm not in a place with my kids yet where we can just take off for three days. Yeah. I, I 
it's that drastic that you would have to do the whole tent thing because we had a termite situation earlier this year and it was pretty it was a pretty simple fix like a a guy did come but like we didn't have to do anything extreme like it was pretty like he came took care of it and then we were fine let's bring in our guest for this hot (laughs) conversation okay our guest today who's been politely sitting there the whole time i just really wanted to dig into (laughs) i know i know well see as as someone who is also a guest on podcasts including yours tv guidance counselor which is an amazing podcast that you do out of your well actually you live in Boston. I do, yes. You're based in Boston. I am. You're a comedian and a podcast host, but uh, you actually kind of do your podcast from LA. You take trips here frequently. Yeah, I'm out a couple times a year and yeah. I bank a bunch. And you've had an amazing roster of guests on your podcast. Which is shocking to me. People just I have no business speaking to. But the premise of the podcast is great. You have every issue of tv guide multiple copies of every issue of tv guide yeah pretty much there's some regional variation yeah explain <laughs> the premise again so i own tons of tv guides because i had a terrible childhood but um <laughs> someone picks an old issue they go through it they write down what they'd watch that week they hand me the guide they have their list and then we go through the week i love it i love it um and you've been on my podcast before. Yes. And last time I, I I was asking you like who were some of the biggest gets and and who are some of the people you were most excited about. So so instead of making us do all of that again, I'll just <laughs> say Ted Danson, Cassandra Peter. No, I'll just wait. Who was the one? With, oh my god, Rose McGowan. Oh yeah, Rose McGowan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to. So we'll, we'll get into some of the people we have coming up. Um, but anyway, it's a super fun podcast. Uh, episode well, four hundred coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, crazy. <laughs> you have two albums out: The I Vanity did. Project, Volume One, Hollywood Land, and uh, Pilot Season. You have three dogs. I do, and you have a house. I do. Do you have a termite problem? No, we don't have too many termites in Boston. No, oh. I think it's the deep freeze. Yeah. It's more of a sort of tropical. Mm. Thing. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. Some people do, but they get the dry rot that happens a lot. I don't think that happens out here. No, we have wet rot. Yeah, dry rot's our thing. Which sounds a what lot it, less what, sexy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. They both sound disgusting to me. They do. What is dry rot? You guys, this is not a, ho- a, ho- a um, home renovation podcast. It's just, it's, it is right now. It's just a, we do an episode by episode review of, uh, <laughs> Things of that this can old house. To, yeah, to, to wood. <laughs> Today, I uh, nailed stuff for 40 minutes. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think it's like old wood where it's not rotting but it completely dries out Mm. and then sort of rots got it yum yeah it sounds fantastic i'm such a bad homeowner like i'm constantly in fear that it's just everything's falling down around me and i don't know about it right or there are all kinds of animals in my house there there isn't well Mm -hmm. there is but they're ones that i've put there right but there isn't like other uninvited animals have you had uninvited animals Uh, i've had like a mouse every now and Mm. then and i've had Oh, one one year we had a raccoon, not a raccoon, a skunk. I got woken up in the middle of the night, my wife and I, and it was like this chemical. It smelled like someone made onions out of plastic and then set them on fire. (laughs) So I'm like, there's a chemical leak. And she was half asleep and she grabbed the cat and just like threw it in the cat carrier. It was like out in the porch. And and I'm like, is there a fire? And we called the fire department. And this is at like two or three in the Mm -hmm. morning. And when you were outside, you could smell skunk. But. You know that like faint skunk smell, and there's some people like I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. The full-on industrial skunk smell yeah. is not like that. It is like a chemical mace burning. Yes, I was just saying this. I was just saying this the other night because we smelled that the faint like yeah. 
and I know what you mean of people who the say they like whore. it. Yeah. With the faint skunk smell outside. And I was saying that when I, growing up, our childhood dog, Woofy, <laughs> was sprayed by a skunk and it smelled nothing like that oh, faint no. smell. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's like very, mustard gas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, acrid. Yeah. And it, it burns. And that was in the fire, the fire department show up and they're like, ah, it's a skunk. <laughs> I was like, well, now I feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but, but where the, was it? It was under our porch. Mm. And I guess during like mating season, <laughs> they like spray a lot more because they're like hey everybody i'm over here you know it's like a <laughs> right. weird thing and then i had a uh, a woodpecker that took oh. a real liking to my house because mm-hmm. we have the highest house on the street so it basically was like this part of the house makes the best noise so all the <laughs> ladies can hear me and he kept hitting this side of the house and i was reading about it and woodpeckers are protected species mm-hmm. so oh. you can't do anything to them and i'm I would never kill an animal. Right. Um, but I wanted to like spray him with a hose or something. But uh, You can't even do that. You can't even do that. So I, what I did was I had to go up my roof and put like aluminum where he was uh, pecking. Mm-hmm. And then I heard just a clang. And <laughs> he never came back. It was so Acme Looney Tunes. <laughs> right. Uh, so things like that, you know, nothing, s- nothing too bad. So wait, is, are when woodpeckers peck, that's a mating thing? It can be. It's either food or mating. Yeah. Right. I mean, isn't that everybody? <laughs> it really is. Tone zone. Yeah. <laughs> what was your termite, like, not not having to leave for three days, small situation? No, it was just we, I think we had, I don't remember if it was Christmas or what, but we had been out of town for a little bit. We came back, and yeah, same thing. Like, there was some some poop, and we found a few dead ones on the floor. Was that, was that Christmas termites, though? <laughs> Because like, oh, it's like Christmas snow, you know they're they're only around for a short time. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. maybe, that's, maybe loves, that's why it was so easy. Was it red and green termites? You know it was. Yeah. Tony loves Christmas. He he used to host a Christmas podcast. Oh wow! Yeah. Have you been to the Christmas store down the street? Uh, I think so. There's a guy who used to be the teacher on the set of Boy Meets World who every year in Burbank finds an abandoned storefront and opens a Christmas store for two months. <laughs> and really? he's in the old Dark Delicacies. Oh, uh, I didn't know Dark Delicacies was gone. Yeah. I literally just mentioned that story the other day. Yep. I didn't know it's it was well, gone. That's why it's gone. You didn't visit it. Mm. What did it have before it was gone? Dark Delicacies? Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it sounds like sexy lingerie. It was. It was, uh, it was dead sushi. Uh, <laughs> it was lingerie with sushi on it. Um, I don't know why I was sticking to sushi. No, it was, it's it, a delicacy. It is a delicacy. Uh, it was like a bookstore, basically. Really? That just sold like horror books and like horror movies and soundtracks. Huh. Yeah, it was very gothy. Sounds like gothy, gothy novelty kind of yeah. thing. It had a real 90s Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibe mm-hmm. going on there. Okay, because I'm getting a little bit of... Initially, I was getting like a never-ending story bookstore vibe. Not that exciting. Mm-mm. It was more like... Geez, I need a book on what a werewolf is. Let me go to this store so the owner can tell me how to kill one mm. and I won't actually buy anything. Yeah, I feel like it – no wonder it went out of business yeah. is yeah. what I have to say. Now, <laughs> question for you, Ken. Wait, no. Tony, <laughs> Christmas, termites, then what happened? Then question for you, uh, Ken. I mean, this is very uneventful. Basically, we got back, saw it, called our land because we just rent. And I, I feel like I'm happy renting because I feel like what Ken was saying about – I've, I, I, maybe I'm paraphrasing too much, but I feel like I don't know how to take care of anything. So no, like, I'm, I'm glad I can just yeah. call a landlord. Yeah. So in this case, yeah, we just called our landlord, told her next day, a guy came, did like sprayed or something. And then that was it. 
Oh, that sounds so much better than yeah. the situation yeah. that was uh, offered to me. Maybe you can call Tony's landlord. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Yeah. Are you still on good terms with this? Is this oh, your she's current very landlord? Ni- yeah, she's very nice. But the, the bad thing is like when I rented, my landlady was this really old Italian lady and she wouldn't call like a proper person. She'd call like her cousin Dominic. We had yeah. someone like that. God, we had <laughs> our pilot light went out once in the middle of the winter and it was freezing. And she's like, let me call Dominic. And this guy shows up <laughs> and he's literally punching the heater is going you suck ah oh, this 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 last pilot light sucks ah oh, you suck like you're just out there yelling and then you didn't even fix it and she was like i gotta call someone else uh you know just use more blankets tonight <laughs> yeah perfect so here's my question for ken uh how do you know so much more about burbank than i do i love burbank i always whenever i'm here i always stay here the Burbank is like I thought a, you stay in Hollywood. I used to stay in the hills, but that lady sold the house. Oh, okay. Um, but the last few times, like the last two years, I've stayed in Burbank. And uh, and even when I stayed in the hills, I would always be down here. But the first time I went to Magnolia Ave, which is very different now, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff's closed, I was basically like, if you asked me to draw a street I would want to hang out on when I was 13, <laughs> it's that. <laughs> it was everything I liked there. Because there so used funny. to be a, a place called uh, Creature Features, mm-hmm. and you had Dark Delicacies. There's an amazing, uh, it's not really a thrift store, but it's called It's a Wrap, and they yeah. sell um, basically like wardrobe from TV shows and stuff, but at like a thrift store price. Yeah. So you're like, wow, this is like a $500 jacket. But it's ten bucks, and it was on uh, elementary. <laughs> Does it say what each thing was yeah, on? Yeah, oh, I've got to spend some time there. You know what? I still kick myself for is like three years ago. I was in there, and they had a ton of varsity jackets from Riverdale, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, these are pretty cool." <laughs> and I didn't buy one. They were like twenty dollars. Yeah, so I, I just like Burbank. It's so nice. What else were you into when you were thirteen? Uh, like punk rock and horror movies, uh, vintage clothes, mm-hmm. toys, comic books. Yeah, there's a big toy store over there. There too. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and all that stuff, you know, uh, not having a ton of friends. I don't know a lot of people down there. <laughs> sodas, <laughs> exotic sodas. Yes. You get the soda store. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much everything. Eating. <laughs> hardware stores because there's like a shit ton of there those. is a really ton of hardware there's yeah. a ton of hardware stores that was never really my thing i wasn't really into hardware stores right uh you know penny nails sometimes uh, <laughs> but that's a hormonal thing um yeah no it's everything else other than the hardware stores and there used to be a fur coat store there when i first started coming to la there was like this totally 1960s fur coat store that had like bank hours that was open two hours a week or mm-hmm. something because that's when old ladies get their hair set and go right. i guess get their fur coat their furs. vacuumed yeah <laughs> well see this is really, it it seems like you have a really encyclopedic knowledge of burbank and you strike me as someone who has that kind of brain like you you have a really encyclopedic knowledge of tv and what was on and all the tv guides yes yeah i like to dive deep on some on things i like <laughs> Yeah. Are you like a Mary Lou Henner kind of person? No, she has hypernesia, mm. which is very rare. Uh, I just, I, I can't, if I tried to learn stuff or memorize it intentionally, no dice. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the reasons I've never attempted to act that and no one's interested, but uh, <laughs> I have, I can't memorize things, but I can learn them if it's interesting to me and right. then I can't like unlearn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just in there. 
So last time you were on, we were talking about um, your your day job, mm-hmm. which I didn't know you had a day job. Most people don't. Right. You, you hide it very well. <laughs> I do. They're like, I thought you were doing comedy full time. And I always joke, Yo, I do. And then I also have a full time job. Right. And your full time job is you... Oh, remind me the name of the department. It's uh, compl- Medicaid compliance. Yeah, right. I used to do like fraud and abuse investigations and that sort of stuff. Right. Did you say you used to or you do? I used to. I moved into just like straight compliance. Oh, now, uh, what is, is, that just sounds like intimidation. What does that mean? Uh, you go in and you're like, we noticed. That they, <laughs> no, it, uh, it's basically like you have contracts with the state and contracts with providers. And then people call up and they're like, I think we fucked up. And then I'll be like, let me check. Yep, you did. Fill this out. Make sure you fix it, and then like oh. make sure people fix stuff. So you're not you're not busting people for, or you're not finding evidence of fraud anymore, like you were. Not so much anymore. Yeah, it's more just like people making mistakes or being like, How, "What can we do that doesn't violate this contract?" But we want to kind of do something to save money, like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You're like you can't do that. You can do that. Right. How do you like the shift? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's, I enjoyed the excitement of the detective stuff, uh-huh. um, which I still do some of that I'm kind of freelance at work. Sometimes if I'm like, <laughs> I noticed this seems weird. Let me have someone pull some numbers for yeah. me. Um, but, uh, it's pretty easy. I've been there 13 years and I work from home. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I get like nine weeks vacation. Oh, how great. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not too stressful. So something that you said last time that I did not follow up on, but I have been wanting to, you okay. said that you were so into detective stuff oh, yeah. that you went to detective night school. <laughs> I did when I was like 20. Yeah. I was super into film noir stuff and like detectives and like Jim Thompson novels. So yeah, I went to night school for, to be a private detective for like, I think it was like a six week course. And I I stopped going after like three weeks because I'm like, oh, this is just taking pictures of people having affairs and people who faked an injury at work. You're trying to find them swimming. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. What had you hoped it was? I don't know. I had no idea. I I guess I didn't really think it would be like some like hot lady comes in and is like, I need you to find out the score on my, you know, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, But it just sounded interesting. And I was like, I like figuring stuff out Mm -hmm. Um, or like researching things. But it's, it really isn't like sitting in a car and being like, is that him? I shouldn't be able to lift that box. Like that's pretty much all it is. Right. I'm like, like, that's not very exciting. Do you have to take a course to become a PI? I think state by state, yeah, to get like licensed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that what you were thinking you would do? I don't know. I was in college, so it wasn't like I was going to like quit college and do it. I was like, ooh, right. sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a lot else going on. I was in a band before that, and then like the band stopped, and I hadn't decided I was going to try to do comedy, so mm-hmm. I just had like time. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll do that. Remind me the name of your band. We were called 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys ever cross paths? Oh, what band not that I'm aware of. He's in, currently in a band. Oh, a band. Well, about, about to be again, I guess. Uh, I played in a band called Motion City Soundtrack. Oh, I've heard the name of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was, I'm one fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we started with like Dropkick Murphys and mm-hmm. Showcase Showdown and bands like that. We started with like a veil and Suicide yes, Rich, Richmond, Virginia. The, yep. other, the other place I lived. Yes. One of them. See, I suspect you've crossed paths. It what what years? Possible. Ken, what years were your band? Uh, ninety six to ninety nine. Okay, yeah, I was a little, little, little later than that. Yeah, yeah. we were, we were early adopters. <laughs> we were also way younger than everybody. We were like fifteen. Yeah, which was insane. In Did hindsight. you only play all ages clubs? No, we we would play all shows, but sometimes one of the funniest things was some clubs wouldn't let us in 
aside from when we were playing. Mm. So oh, we'd yeah. have to stand outside and they'd have someone walk us to the stage and then walk us off the stage. Like and a we'd chaperone? Have to, yeah. And we'd have to stand outside and wait for the show to be over to get paid. And we couldn't like hang out in the place. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I know of people that have had to do that. I never personally experienced that, but yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've witnessed it. Yeah. You know what a great way to pass the time while you're waiting to be allowed on stage would have been? What's that? Something called Best Fiends. It's a super fun, uh, it's a super fun game to play on your phone. It's uh, the perfect blend of mindless and addictive. Uh, I'm not a hardcore. I know it might surprise you. I'm not a hardcore gamer. Uh, I do host several hardcore gaming podcasts, but uh, truly, I'm just into things where it's like, I need to kill some time. I want to do something that's going to take my mind off of, you know, the stress of life. Termites. Termites, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to play Best Fiends. Now, it's funny you say termites because many of the characters in Best Fiends are bugs, but you grow to love them. And you fight off the bad guys. Uh, it's bright. It's colorful. There's little little tunes that get stuck in your head. There's famous people playing the different characters. I'm on like level 30. How many levels are there? I don't know. And I, and I look forward to finding out. Uh, you guys, Best Fiends has had over 100 million downloads globally. Does not require internet to play. Great for traveling. Play anywhere. Plane. Subway. Outside of the rock club where you're too young to go to the stage. Uh, Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, best fiends. So again, friends without the R, best fiends. Go look for it and play it and then um, tell me what you think. Okay. So Ken. Yes. You just got in last night, 4 a.m. I got in at 11, but woke up at 4 a.m. Oh, what, <laughs> yeah. got it. That makes sense. I'm still on East Coast time. Yes. And I have insomnia horrifically anyway, mm. so I'll probably just adjust by the time I go home. How long are you here for? Uh, like two weeks. And who do you have? If you can tell us, who do you have lined up? Um, I got Paul Michael Glazer next mm. week from Starsky and Hutch. Also directed The Running Man. Many people don't know. Uh, what else do I have? I may have Jane Seymour. Ooh. I'm waiting wow. to hear back from her. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that would be. Um, if April Bowlby, who was on uh, the Doom Patrol, she plays uh, Elastigirl. Um, she has a good podcast called 75 Reads. Mm. So um, I think I've heard of Morrow. Reads like R E A D S? Yeah. Yeah. That would be weird if she was just mm. talking to like She's my the, family. That's going to be 76 reads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking R E E like. Yeah. Um, like, like woodwind. Like yes. Thing. No, it's, it's her. They have uh, David Bowie put out a list of 75 books to read. Oh. And her and her co host, they, they are reading each book. I didn't. <laughs> so they're going through. It's kind of a cool show. Tone Zone. Yeah. I'm <laughs> making this nickname stick. Did you know that David Bowie put out a list of 75 books? I did not. Yeah. Look, you've educated some people. Yeah, that's I'm changing the world. That's right. uh, <laughs> two at a time right yeah, now, but yeah, um, I can't remember who else I have now. I'll have to look. That's but cool, though. So, um, I as as uh, we talked about a little bit before, I'm always very impressed with the your booking, and I even and I, I forget if I mentioned this on the last one. Oh, I even yeah. reached out to you. Yeah. Did we talk about that last yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. You ordered my email. I, I reached yeah. out to you, and I'm like, how do you go about getting all these guests? Like, what's your system? So thank you for your advice. Um, do you do you ever get tired of reaching out to people that you suspect are going to say no? 
Um, no, because I, I, I only ask people twice. <laughs> that's how it, that's my limit. And usually people don't say no if they're not going to do it, which sounds weird. Like if they have no intention, they'll just never mm. get back to me. Uh-huh. But people that say no, it's usually like, I'm, I can't now, but this sounds fun. Like definitely ask me again. Mm. So worst case, I usually hear nothing. Right. Uh, there are a few pe- like a handful of people who are like, what the fuck? Like just really weird about it. Yeah. You said that Albert Brooks's. Oh, that one was great. That, but his, uh, yeah, his, his manager wrote back and won't, this won't happen. Herb. <laughs> Something. Yeah. He was great. And then, uh, Joan Collins was the other one who was like, uh, this sounds like publicity for publicity's sake. And Dame Collins does not do such things. Oh my God. <laughs> that one was fantastic. Um, but yeah, for the most part, and then I've had like a couple people want to get paid. Um, and I'm like, sorry, dude. Do they tell you how much they want to get? Or they just ask? One person they- did. Uh, and then one person was like, and what could they expect to receive for appearing on this show? Like, <laughs> and I was like, some ah, nice buy you lunch? Tweets. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's, it's not too bad, it, which is weird. Cause I never ask people for anything. I'm awful about like booking myself on anything. Right. I never asked for favors. So I kind of had to get over it. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm not really annoying them and they don't have to do it. <laughs> how much, if you don't mind saying how much did the person want? Uh, that person wanted $250 and, uh, I'll tell you who it was off mic and yes. it'll be extra funny when you find out who it was. Oh, I can't, well, you gotta, you gotta just write it down. I won't okay. say it. Okay. <laughs> it might be, it might just be sad actually. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I think that's kind of I mean, of you sad. probably could have guessed that one, but that is sad, right? I didn't see. It's a little bit sad. Oh yeah. It kind of checks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um and now this is really just this is inside baseball for my own edification. That's, right. that's what people are here for. <laughs> my own edification. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be you just change the name of the show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Do you you always try to reach out to the person personally if you can, as opposed yeah. to going through publicist or manager, right? Yeah, because nine times out of ten, I don't even think it gets to them when you go to the publicist or manager. Right. So how do you find them? Um, usually one thing that's worked for me really well in the last two years is like a bunch of people that I would want to book on the show just started like following me on Twitter. Oh, that's great. Um, or Instagram or something. So after a while, I'll just be like, Hey, and then they're like, cool. That, that is very uh, successful because mm-hmm. they've like basically reached out. Right. Um, and it's kind of a fluke and I don't know why they didn't follow me to begin with. Um, some people, still have like a website and you can look and they'll have like their email on it, yeah. which is surprising. Cause I guess most people don't like Google people's website anymore mm-hmm. and I'll just email them. A lot of people on like Facebook are just like cold, cold message. And, um, they're like, yeah, cool. Cause there, a lot of people run their own social media. Right. Have you ever just tried just the person's name at gmail.com? Because uh, I am blown away at, at like, oh, yeah. I, I have some, contacts of some people that are pretty big names and it kind of blows me away how many people just have that yeah Yeah. i haven't but i also do and they are just their name at gmail yeah Yeah. and i'm like really yeah i figured this one out Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny and then some i meet through like i do a lot of convention the comic conventions Mm -hmm. they have me run like the q a's and stuff so um i meet a lot of people through that and then they are like stay in touch with me for whatever weird reason right Let's go back to this, how you are not, 
you don't ever you don't get tired reaching out to people because okay. clearly I do. Yes. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I just feel like oh, I know I should be reaching out to X Y and Z, but I it just like I don't know. I'm you feel like you're going to get rejected in advance so yeah. you're like why bother? Yeah, like I'm trying to think what my reluctance is. Cuz it's really a nothing ventured nothing gained thing and I have had luck in the past with that. I think Yeah, it's- you've had some guests that I can't haven't been able to get in touch with at all that are like I'm very envious of. Yeah, and they said to me, whatever you do, don't give this to Ken Reed. No, don't even mention my name around <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Him. Yeah. If you can um, block him from downloading this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah, I mean it's I guess it's, it's I don't know what it, I, so so I don't know. I think it's that I think it's like a fear of personal rejection even though that's not what it is or something. It's just like it's sort yeah. of like putting like like screwing up your courage to make a scary phone call or something even though none of this is by phone. It's well, really silly. There's always the possibility that they might say yes if you never ask them. Yes. Whereas they could yes. just end it right there oh. and be like, "No." Right. You're so right. Maybe that's it. Um, but it also feels like you're just sending it into the ether a lot of times, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Um, so you kind of forget about it. Right. So there are people – and there are people who I've emailed and they've emailed me back like a year later. And they're like, oh, I never checked this thing and then have done the show. Right. Um, so – you know, it's uh, but then I also put like a weird pressure on myself for the show, where I'm like, I've never missed a week in six years, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, I could miss a week and no one would care. You know, what <laughs> I mean? like I'm like, well, I gotta get this done. I gotta get right, this. So it's like, right. Well, you know, it's fine. That's a good uh, a good discipline to have. Podcasting, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it gives me um, gives me something to like focus on. I actually really like booking people because mm-hmm. like when I'm depressed or like in Boston, sometimes the same thing. Uh, you know, I can be like, Oh, I'm going out to LA in two months. Let me make a list of people I'd like to have on. And I'll start like kind of trying to get them. And then I like get to cross people off a list. And it's like, just kind of a, it's kind of a game sort of. Mm -hmm. Are you pretty disciplined in general? No, no, I'm super impulsive and flighty and, uh, and just really bad at being just, I mean, and some things like I, like I, uh, like I've never drank. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never been like a partier or anything. But <laughs> did you ever consider yourself, or do you consider yourself straight edge? No, because I hated those guys because they're all <laughs> douchebags. Yeah. Um. I just never did. Like it was just never. But then at the same time, it was mostly because of my family. But also like I was booking all our shows when mm-hmm. I was like sixteen, and I had like a phone line put in my bedroom to make calls and look at contracts, and so, so I was kind of just focusing on doing that stuff um which really thinking about it isn't that different mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of doing the same thing right so i think it just occupy myself with certain things so in that in that respect it's discipline but it's also kind of like i like ritual and like mm-hmm. sort of um uh consistency right it's like very sort of calming mm-hmm. i think i'm the same way i um i like getting into a routine um i don't love change uh it would make like the least the least exciting dating profile online. I don't like spontaneity. I don't particularly <laughs> don't like, like the outdoors. Do you like routines? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. like you record your show twice a week, the same days and same times every. Actually, much, right? um, no. Uh, the Thursday show we record at the same time every week. Mm-hmm. The other one moves around a bit. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I often think about what would it be like to just. But it, we have to have be more flexible because of yeah, the guest people. schedule. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. 
but it comes out the same times every week. Yeah. But like recording <laughs> it, like I, I would love to be like every day at this time. That's when I record. Cause yeah. like I, cause I'm dependent on the guest. I'm just like, Hey, whenever you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes me like somewhat anxious. <laughs> right. Right. Do you have a lot of anxiety? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I have generalized anxiety disorder. It's, I used to have major panic attacks when I was a teenager and a young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite as bad now, but like this year I've been really trying, like I, I literally don't know how to relax. And I was like asking people what they do and made a list and I'm like, all right, let's just start trying these. And I didn't get too far. Maybe uh, making lists is what you do to relax. It could be. It could be. But most of the time the lists are like, why am I so anxious? Let's make a, like a list of terrible things it could be, mm. <laughs> which is not very helpful. What things did you try? Um, what did I try? I tried ASMR. Oh, yes. That was creepy and <laughs> awful. And I'm I, like, this is for sex people, right? Is this a sex people thing? I don't think it is. It does not the way so Nikki Glazer was on my podcast and she's the one who first told me what it is and what does it stand for oral stimulation it's, I always forget MR yeah um, but it's like people who re- there's certain sounds that really appeal to certain people and it's like it's always like wet mouth noises which yeah, really turn me yeah, off it's awful yeah it's just but, like someone with a zipper going <laughs> I'm like no 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 <laughs> but but Nikki described it as like almost like it's a real black or white thing. And I don't know that this is accurate, but it is. Okay. So that like, if you have it, the thing that makes you into ASMR, then when you hear these sounds, you feel like a tingling Mm -hmm. in your body. Whereas I feel like a, cringing like yes. get out of my ear yeah like feeling. what's wrong with you people yeah, yeah it's the, like a, it's like a magic eye painting the, <laughs> the only ones that i sort of found appealing were there are videos of people playing with magic sand mm-hmm. um and that was sort of fun to watch but i i've never felt this full body tingle no, that she's talking about it, it seemed to me like because i also tried meditation which i was really bad at mm. but um my understanding of like when someone has a mantra it's it's you're really just kind of repeating a nonsense word till it doesn't mean anything so that you can zone out. Yeah. And it seems like that's just the ASMRs are like a shortcut to zoning out. Interesting. Like it just helps them not focus on anything. Right. I, w- I, I wish I could slow down anything enough to be like, I'm going to watch someone make tea. Cause that there's a lot of tea making ritual yeah. ASMR stuff. And it like, I, if someone sends me a video, I never even want to watch it because I just feel like I don't have time for this. Yeah. Watching a hour long tea serum. Oh my God. It's like a joke, <laughs> it's but it's like, not for people who are yeah. into it. No, I mean, I, if it works for it works for yeah. I Remember there was a, there's a guy named Chris Morris. Who's a British uh, comedian and he had a show called brass eye and it was, it was sort of like the daily show, but mm-hmm. before that it was all parody and he made up a drug called cake. That was not a real drug. And he actually got like members of parliament to like rally against it. I had no <laughs> idea. But one of the things he told people, he was like, when they're high on this drug and he plays a sound that's like a second of noise. He goes, that sounds like two hours. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, he goes, and that's what this drug does. And I think of that every single time. <laughs> like, yeah, that must be it for them. Cause I'm just hearing it's a second of a sound. Right. Right. Uh, TZ, where are you with a SMR? Uh, I, it, it works for me, really? but it, it's, I, I, I like, I actually do like the talking ones mm. and I understand what you're saying about the mouth noise. And I think it, the problem is, you know, 
there's so much stuff on YouTube. So like with anything, there's a lot of it that's done really poorly. You I need think. the professionals. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And sometimes like they really are recorded really well where it, and I can totally understand a person being creeped out by it to where it can, if you, if you get like relaxed enough, like it kind of feels like there is a person kind of whispering into your, and go from problem. ear to ear. Yeah, that's no. the problem. No, well, yeah, you know but- what, you know what's great though is the one that I like the most. There's one that it, 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 they call it just like a head scratch or something. And it feels, it, it actually, when you listen to it, you know, like if you, <laughs> if you rub your hair. Have you ever seen an entity with face. Barbara Hershey where she's assaulted by a ghost in her own home? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> like you got to get I Zelda Rubenstein it. on the phone and, and cleanse the house. But don't, don't you, don't you like if someone like rubs the back of your head? Like no, the, no you don't like to see it. Touch me. I, I like that. And it's, I find it's, uh, yeah, it gets, gives me but those like, tingles. Up, like I love like a, out al- there are albums that I love to listen to, like in the dark with headphones on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you know, know like you that's... know where they are and where you are. Oh yeah, but you know you can get <laughs> still lost. Know in that the thing, too. But like yeah, but I don't want like someone being like I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the feeling of like, and I don't think Daniel does this, but if he were to just come up and be like, and like, (laughs) and I could like feel his skin touching, like just barely grazing mine. Like that makes me want to slap the idea of it. Not touching you. Oh my, like the idea (laughs) makes me want to, cause no, and I, I totally understand that he will. Cause he's kind of a anxious fidgeter. Mm -hmm. So, not being aware of it, he'll have his arm around me and he'll just like kind of gently, like very gently, just like tap his fingers on my shoulder and it, and I, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Like if you want to, you know, rub my shoulder, fine, but don't do it so lightly that I just feel like, ah, mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess I'm all or nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you get like a body tingle when you listen? Uh yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily say like, like goosebumps, but kind of yeah. That doesn't sound good though. Uh, no, I don't like that either. <laughs> no, I, I find it relaxing, and I'm kind of the same way. Like I have a hard time really like relaxing and zoning out, and like, meditation's super hard for me. This too, will and- this will sound disgusting, but. You know how like if you have like if you puke or if you have diarrhea or something and you get that weird cold sweat sometimes mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. which I don't know why I call it this, but I refer to it as the pickle chills. <laughs> no idea why. Don't remember where that came from. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, you know that weird, clammy, hot, cold sweat euphoria you get right after you vomit? That's what it's like. <laughs> like eh, no thanks. Now, are the pickle chills good for you, though? Because I, I fi- think so. No, but I find that like sometimes after if you're sick and one of those events happens, you do feel better afterwards. Oh yeah, there's like a sense of relief. Yes. Or it's sort of similar to like if you and this has been years, so I, I assume it's still like this, but if you like work out really hard and then you just feel like kind of cold and wet and gross after <laughs> <laughs> but like not in a I've been out in the rain way. It's kinda yeah. like a, oh, all right. Right. Oof. It's like a it's a it's a you can feel good about the achievement right. that created this clammy feeling. I guess, feeling. yeah. So is it like that? <laughs> no, because I think I might record one now. That's just me going pickle chills. <laughs> but also I'm sure like, somebody will I'm be behind, into it. Yeah, I'm behind you. <laughs> now I'm pickle over here. Are behind you. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, no thank you. What else did you try to relax? Um, We're going to go through the whole list and then we can just rule out those I'm things. I'm trying to think of what else I tried. I tried being outside more and taking naps in hammocks, which didn't work. Do you have a hammock? <laughs> I have four hammocks. Wow. For yeah. someone who doesn't know how to relax. <laughs> well, my wife is very much like once it's nice out, she's outside gardening mm. nonstop. So I've, I've like tried to put things in the yard so that I'll go outside. <laughs> I really don't like to go outside. Like this year she dug and built an entire pond in the yard. Like it's, yeah. wow. What's in the pond? Um, there's uh water hyacinths and like some statuary and you know, how cool. Fountain. Yeah. Um, but that didn't work very well cause I couldn't relax outside. And then what else did I try? Oh, I got a weighted blanket. Mm. I don't like that. Just felt like I was getting an x-ray. Um, and then <laughs> the like, original weighted blanket. Yeah. And then like, uh, lavender oil, like the oil diffusers mm. that didn't work. Uh, I tried some like supplements. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a massage oh. that's on the list. Never tried that. I had never had a massage, um, until I don't know, like five years ago. I thought that you just lay naked on a table while, while someone, touches you and mm-hmm. i thought that sounds awful mm. uh, i didn't realize and it also sounds like very awful and a very exposed yeah what i didn't realize maybe you already know this but you're completely covered and they just like lift up you know the, yeah, they move the thing around yes right? yeah. i didn't know that though so once i learned that it's like oh i can do this and then i actually really did enjoy the massages that i got that's what everyone says yeah. i'm just like Ugh. and then like people are like acupuncture and i'm like that, that i have not tried no. have you tried that tony I haven't, but I kind of want to. Yeah, I've heard good things. Me too. Yeah, except for the sticking needles in you part. But I lo- but but everyone swears by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. There are people I know who are even more skeptical of things than me, and they're like, I had crippling back issues, and then I went to acupuncture, and they were fine. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I think that aside from, and then everyone just recommending all kinds of drugs. <laughs> that I'm like, that's not happening. Oh, have you not? <laughs> I've never had a joke in my life. But I'm like, first of all, I'm not having CBD snake oil that <laughs> you're like, what's the problem? This will fix it. Mm. <laughs> like, no, this doesn't fix termites and hair loss and <laughs> uh, your dog uh, puking. Oh, my um, God. Maybe I should try CBD, <laughs> CBD oil. oil in there. Yeah. What if it just slowed them down? Yeah, man. <laughs> or what if it made them build stuff? <laughs> Right. It turns it those termites into doozers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have a bunch of friends who are like, man, you're going to try psychedelics, man. I'm like, no, no. Like I have a lot of friends who are very into ayahuasca. Mm, and that like, sounds scary. I'm like, so you're in a warehouse shitting yourself and puking and some guy's singing Enigma songs <laughs> and that's good. And, like, yeah. and I'm like, you know, your brain thinks it's dying and it's just releasing a bunch of chemicals because it's like, let me try to have you die and not have it be horrible. And that's what you've, because you're poisoning yourself and you're basically. Is that yourself. what an ayahuasca Yes. Is? <laughs> you're fooling yourself into die. Basically, your brain's like, oh shit, we're dying. Uh, release the chemicals. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. But I'm like, yeah, that's, you just took poison. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but they're like, no, man, I tapped into the unconsciousness veil. And, I, and I'm like, no. That's just me. Sure I dislike throwing up so much yeah. that I that a positive drug experience that includes throwing up is baffling to me. I would say that you can't have a positive drug experience that involves throwing I up. I mean, a lot of people would disagree with <laughs> I you. I know. Every single one. It's like, I puked my guts out. Yeah. And then I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, if you throw up enough, you'd probably hallucinate. That being said... <laughs> I also really dislike needles. Same. But I really like Versed. 
which is, is the drug that it's um it's in this it's like in the Xanax okay. uh, Valium family, and it's the drug that they give you before surgery to relax you. Okay. Um. So. Well, no, it's not like this. It's not. There's not parity between the two. Never yeah, mind. I mean, when I used to have panic attacks, I was on Xanax when mm-hmm. I was like nineteen, twenty, and I. It was I was having missing time. I was like, I can't, yeah, I cannot do this. Right. When did you have your first panic attack? Oh, it must have been six or seven, maybe. Do you remember the circumstances? Um, my very first one. I, yes, I was with my uncle Jamie, uh, who, the bartender. He yes, he was six six and like three fifty, um, and looked like a wrestler. And we were at this Italian grocery store he used to go to to buy his regatta cheese. <laughs> And I don't know why I was just like started feeling panicky and I just threw up everywhere. Mm. And then he was so mad. And then like, they're like, oh, mama me, what are you doing? And then like, ever, like old guys were yelling at me. So then like after you have your first panic attack, everyone after that, you're just like having a panic attack about having a panic attack. Right. So that, that kind of set the tone. But at – you said you were six? Yeah, it's probably six. At six – I imagine that you didn't know that it was a panic attack, no. right? Oh, what God, did you no. think had happened? I was just like, I got sick for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, oh, I hope I don't get puke sick again. And then you're like, uh-oh, I'm starting to feel like I'm going to puke because I'm worried about puking. Right. Yeah. And then it happened a bunch of times oh, after God, that. Yeah, yeah. And was it always throwing up? Uh, Yeah. Or you're like, I need to go to the bath. Like, you're just like, something's going to happen. And I right. just felt like, yeah. Right. But I never had the ones where people were like, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I thought I was going to die. Like, it was never like that. I would just always feel like sick. Mm-hmm. Did you have like tunnel vision or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Like, my ears would start ringing. Right. And just be like sweating. And yeah. Um. Oh, that makes me so sad. As now, <laughs> especially as someone who has two little kids, yeah. the idea that a six-year-old is sick and people are, are have no compassion. Did anyone oh, have God, compassion? No. no. Oh no, I used to get yelled at by adults all the time. Be like, you little jerk. Is this a Boston thing? <laughs> it could be. It could be. I remember. I I forget if I told this last time I was on, but I uh, when I was in like third grade, we had a a kiln in the basement of my school and it was like a walk-in kiln which seems wildly dangerous dangerous and the and the our teacher would be like here ken go fire all these down <laughs> there so but, you'd you turn the kiln off oh yeah yeah so wow that's not even the point of the story yeah. that's just the kind of thing where i'm like what uh <laughs> but the janitor would always be down there in the fallout shelter just getting sloshed <laughs> like, oh, just wow. getting hammered <laughs> mr sheridan and uh i i told on him but it was more like Mr. Sheridan's drunk in the basement, and uh, he he. Did you see the bottle? Or oh yeah, he yeah. reeked. Uh, and then he went on vacation for mm. a couple weeks. And when he came back, he came up to me. He goes, "Now I know why all the kids hate you." Jesus, <laughs> like thanks, man. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah. Did all the kids hate you? Um, I think the kids thought it was weird because mm. I was like didn't like sports uh-huh. and uh, didn't have a Boston accent intentionally <laughs> and would like read and was just odd Did, so from a young age you tried not to get a boston accent oh god yeah yeah interesting desperately um tell me tell me more about that like about your thoughts about people with a boston accent well, it just sounded so trashy and like uh like um criminal because it just was just like i also didn't like people knowing where you were from immediately mm-hmm. like, it's what- a weird thing it, what's fascinating to me about this, though, is that you had an awareness of this at a young age. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. felt like weirdly 
Like it never felt comfortable. Like I was never like, yeah, this is where I'm from. Whatever. Like, whereas my sister was very much like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just always like, maybe I'm adopted. Like I didn't actually think that was like that kind of like, this seems weird. Uh I'm out of phase here. And did your parents have that, have accents? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and they just didn't understand. They were just like, oh, he's kind of strange. He's in his room reading, whatever. <laughs> were there any older people who were kind to you or who you um, felt a kinship with? Yeah, I mean, I had some teachers who were nice to me. Uh, my fourth grade teacher, Mr. McDermott, uh, used to like bring me books about like horror movies and stuff, like you know, universal horror movies mm-hmm. and like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and my uncle who was drunk all the time, but was like Arthur drunk. Uh, was, what does that mean? Like dapper and fun? Yeah. And just kind of like, Hey, woo. <laughs> drunk. Unlike my other uncles who were like, I'm Hammett. Let's go kill someone. Um, <laughs> but so like he, I spent all the time with him and, and he, uh, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, then like my other uncle who just got out of prison and my parents were like, go take him to see return to Oz. And he's like, you're driving. I'm like, I'm six. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so anxiety, generalized yes. anxiety. Yes. And has that been officially diagnosed? Yeah. And then depression also? Major depression disorder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which tend to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, but I've had that since I was a little kid as well, like five or six. Well, I know that you tried to commit suicide very young. Yeah. Remind me what happened though. Um, I just always felt bad growing up and I, and I was, I felt the way I would describe it is like when people, when I hear people who are trans describe how they feel like wrong in their body, Mm -hmm. it was like that, but for being alive, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so when I was Five, yeah, I was like, uh, I got a knife and tried to right in there. Did and you? Did you draw blood? Not, yeah, I drew blood, but I was not very strong at that age. So then I had to go to like a, a, a hospital, and they were like, "What's wrong?" And they were, it was weird because there was no like, um, there's no like inciting incident. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like, "Here's a doll, show us what happened." I'm like, "No, not." Oh, they happened. thought you had been abused, yeah, or something like that, you know. And I'm like, "No, it's just like he's just like I don't just." just doesn't seem right it's hard to explain um yeah and then that just had like a constant drumbeat of that most of my life so you had an awareness of death young oh god yeah yeah i don't know why well actually probably do know why i i was seeing horrifically inappropriate films (laughs) from a young age which i was like my parents really cool but then in hindsight i'm like they didn't want to get a sitter (laughs) and they would just go to anything and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have seen that movie. And it's weird. Like I look back and there are, there are movies that my mother especially would be like, it's Kenny's favorite movie, Mother's Day. And I'm like, she's renting this movie for me. And I'm like three years old. And I think I rewatched it in my 20s. And I'm like, this movie is just about raping people. For it's like, called, I don't know this movie. Oh, God. It's Mother's it's, Day? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a trauma movie. Okay. Um, but Lloyd Kaufman's brother, Charlie Kaufman, not that Charlie Kaufman, directed it. And it's, yeah, it's with this mother who has like two inbred sons that like rape and murder college girls for her. Mm. And uh, it's not a movie I should have been watching. Right. <laughs> it's not a fun movie. No. Um, but there were like movies like that where they're like, yeah, you love this movie. And I'm like, do I though? What's it's interesting though because what genre is that? Like, what would you like, well, that, indie that, that kind of fell into the rape revenge subgenre mm. of the 1970s, which stuff like Death Wish did as well. Right. But you had stuff like I Spit on Your Grave and Mother's Day, and there were like really extreme versions of those. Last did, House on the Left. Did your 
what's interesting the whole thing's interesting but <laughs> what i'm honing in on is these are fringy mo- fringy oh, like yeah. not mainstream oh movies. god no did your mom have an interest in that kind of movie um sort of my mother always had a really weird morbidity like she um I don't even know if that's the right word, but like I remember when I was a kid, she made us go to, uh, I think it was Lake Wanapowit in Wakefield, Mass, because a lady drowned and they were pulling her body out. And oh she, my God. She just wanted God. to see it. <laughs> so it was like that kind of stuff. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. Where in hindsight, I'm like, that's a little weird. And you guys went? Oh, God, yeah. And you saw the body come out? Oh, yeah. What was that like? How old were you? gross. Uh, maybe again, like five or six, somewhere around there. Oh, boy. Yeah. But then when I hear about like later in life, I hear about what her mother did to her mm. and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like she was like, uh, like my grandmother killed my mother's dog, poisoned her dog <gasps> and put it in bed with her as a kid and was like, I told you you couldn't have a dog like that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I got off lightly. And my grandmother still did that. Like my uncle's kids lived with my grandmother when I was growing up. And at one point she filled their bed with broken glass because they didn't wash the windows. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is taking a turn. I'm and sorry. I don't, yeah, no, 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 no. It's a okay. bad turn. This is what happened last time. <laughs> this is what happened last time <laughs> when you calmly told the story of, you know, I, in the tweet, I said that you calmly broke a guy's fingers. Yeah. Not the thumbs, right. but maybe it wasn't calm because you were very angry. Oh, I was angry, but I did do it calmly. In a calm, cold-blooded manner. Yes, which is far more scary for people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's get back to that in a second. Okay. But let's first talk about this horrendous dog thing. And I actually, I never do a content or, or trigger warning oh, on yeah, my things. Oh, yeah, God. You and people have to. tell me all the time that I should. Mm. <laughs> Not all the time, but occasionally I'll get people saying I should. And then I'm like... Oh, I probably should. I think we're going to have to do that on oh, this one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, had your mother gotten a dog against her her mother's wishes? I don't know what the whole story was. It's funny because like, my mother came from a very big family. I think there was nine kids. So I'd get pieces of stories over the years from various people and try to piece them together. Yeah. So that one was kind of like... My grandmother was like, you, if you get a dog, you better take care of it. I'm not taking care of it. You won't be able to take care of it kind of thing. And then was like, you forgot to walk it or something. Oh so, you know, God. it's like that kind How of weirdness. Po- I guess you probably don't know she the details. Gave it po- I don't know. She fed it probably rat poison or something. I don't know what she, she was. What kind of dog was this? I don't even know. Um, but then like my mother, my, my uncle stole my mother's bike once when she was a kid and she confronted him and he stabbed her. <laughs> They were like 11. Oh, my. Yes. There was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Did you ever know your grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. When I knew her, so she was I'm deaf. legitimately horrified, you, every, <laughs> oh, she everyone. She was a terrible person. Yeah. But she was also like uh, her, I don't know what the deal with her growing up was, but like she got knocked up by my grandfather when she was in college, which was like a huge controversy and her parents this is your grandmother yeah given all the stuff that we're talking about the fact that she got pregnant in college doesn't seem like a big deal no no but her family was like (laughs) you're out you know so like all of my lineage was like the bastards got it so like my uncle told me once they flowers in the attic exactly they went down 
to my great grandmother's house for Thanksgiving and none of the kids were loud in the house <laughs> and they all had to eat in the garage. Oh and my. then my grandmother's mother came out and slapped them all <laughs> like just weird, weird new England stuff. Right. Um, and so, yeah, my grandmother was, uh, drunk all the time. Like I used to make martinis for her when I was little and like, I didn't know what vermouth was. And when I was working in a bar as in my twenties, I smelled it and I was like, I legitimately thought that was my grandmother's perfume. (laughs) 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 Smells like vermouth. And she would pull like weird stunts. Like she'd throw herself down the stairs for attention or like you'd go over there and she would be like, have staged, her falling on the floor and like you just step over and she'd like open one eye to see if you're looking like pretend to be you know it's just like wow crazy people yeah i'm gonna be one of these people now but you have to write about this <laughs> there's a lot yeah yeah i don't know if i told the story last time my grandfather in the exorcist tape but that's a that's a classic no i don't know that one. <laughs> okay i need to hear this story you're gonna tell yeah but let's say it freaks me out and i need to walk away fast but i want to be doing it in comfortable flats that are good for the earth because they're made of recycled water bottles of i'm speaking specifically of rothy's rothy's are the shoes i'm gonna want um and by the way when i say they're made of recycled water bottles in my mind, when I first heard that, I was picturing uh, jellies. Remember those oh, shoes? Oh, yeah, jelly shoes. This is not at all what they are. They're super comfortable, stylish flats. There's a few different profiles you can choose so that they come in, you know, let's say you want like a loafer or uh, the ones that have a point or just a flat. Um, Jackie Johnson, who was just on the show, and she's a paragon of style, was wearing them. Um, and it feels like really soft, durable fabric. It is amazing to me how they make these uh, and they are flying off the shelves. You guys, people are, uh, they're addicted to their Rothy's you and you buy one pair and then you're like, I need to throw out all of my other shoes and I need to only wear Rothy's and they come in an ever changing array of colors, prints and patterns. They're available in a range of styles, sneakers, loafers, points and more. And they launch and here's, here's how you do it. You guys, this is how you get people super devoted to your brand. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks and they sell out constantly. So you just be, you become someone who's got to be up on the latest because you don't want to miss out. Playful designs add fun pops of color, perk up every outfit while still looking polished and professional. And they're so comfortable. You can wear them right out of the box. They don't give you blisters uh, and you can put them in the wash. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash Allison. Go to rothys.com slash Allison to get your new favorite flats. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash Allison. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash Allison today. Again, rothys.com slash Allison. All right, let's hear this this (laughs) probably disturbing story. That's just how every question to me should start. <laughs> it um, no, my grandfather was this like angry guy from Norway, <laughs> and he. My, I didn't know you were Norwegian. Yeah, part I, Norwegian. Uh, I used to I used to joke about it how like everyone where I grew up was either Irish or Italian descent, and they would have like weird rivalries, uh-huh. and I just had nothing. <laughs> there was like no stereotypes, or right? Um, but he would just, in hindsight clearly he had some sort of depression but he would just sit in the dark at the kitchen table and smoke in his underwear (laughs) and there was like a 
nicotine ring above him on the sit like because mm. he just sat there all day right and all he did was uh this one he wasn't working and he worked in a boiler room at this hospital for veterans that was like the one in jacob's ladder and it was like four stories down of like freddy krueger dungeon Jeez. um which sometimes I'm, my parents would be like your grandfather's gonna babysit you go in the freddy krueger basement <laughs> um with all the screaming veterans like in metallica's one video um <laughs> so he would just sit there smoking and so my mother would just rent like a stack of tape and just dropped me off there with a bunch of videos and I just watched horror movies and he never noticed. And one day she went to the exorcist. And if you're familiar with the film, mm-hmm. uh, there is the crucifix scene. Oh yeah. Uh, and he got up and came into the room and he didn't say anything. And he shoved his whole hand into the VCR. Like he didn't press eject. He shoved his hand into the VCR and ripped the tape out and then just smashed it on the wall. <laughs> And then just walk back into the kitchen and lit up a cigarette and didn't say anything. And we had to pay for the tape, which was like $129. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a little bit terrifying. <laughs> now, had he been listening to it? Like, how did he yeah, know he where that scene was? He must have heard it? it. He must have heard it. Like, yeah. he was in the, in the kitchen in his stupor and then was just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, and he used to eat. He used to buy Neapolitan ice cream when it came in the cartons, mm-hmm. but he... I don't know why he bought it because he never ate the strawberries. So there was always just six just strawberries in the freezer. He's <laughs> a weird guy. God. I will say, as, as crazy as that story is, it was much more pleasant, though, than I thought it was. Oh, going yeah, to be. yeah. Because yeah. I, thought, I thought when you said exorcist story, I thought this was literally going to Oh, we're going to have an exorcism? Be, yes. Yeah. I thought that's where it was going. Now I feel like I'm disappointed. No, 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 no. I'm glad that's what it <laughs> yeah. was. That one was almost quaint because that was like almost parenting. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> concern. Yeah. Um, so where are you with anxiety and depression now? Um, it's better. I've been like medicated for running on five years now, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, kind of as plateaued. Um, the last three years of the world has definitely knocked me back quite a bit. Whatever uh, do you mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just must be overly sensitive to how we're all <laughs> dying. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's manageable. Like it's never been, it hasn't been as bad as it was when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Which is probably when it was like the worst. Um, how does the mood stuff affect your wife? And does she deal with this kind of stuff? She does. Um, we have very similar issues on that respect. But she, I mean, she kind of gets it. And I, like, I, I tend to, um, I'm not like a lash outer. I'm like a quarantiner. Mm. <laughs> so I'll be like, I need to go on my own till this passes kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know? So she knows when to kind of like just. Leave you in your it. hammock. And then when to kind of just be like, get up, get out, do something. Right. You know, go to LA, <laughs> something like that. So it, yeah, <laughs> we've been married 15 years. So I guess it works. <laughs> I, so this is unrelated to you, but <clears throat> excuse me, related to marriage. There's two couples I know of recently who I thought had really solid relationships and they just broke up and it's kind of freaking me out. Yeah. Oh, there's like. Everyone in the last two years that I know has either got divorced or they're all like, oh, yeah, no, we're Polly. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you just be like, everyone's miserable or they're like, yeah, no, I go to prostitutes all the time. <laughs> oh, it's a thing we do. <laughs> like, yeah. What? What? Um, or they have like 30 kids and I don't think they can even take a second to think about themselves. Right. So they just stay married because they don't have time not to be, yeah. um, which seems like everybody. Right. I'm like, what's happening? So you have a lot of Polly friends. I don't have I don't any that really, I know of. There's like, I don't know if there's, I know a lot of people. So that's, it's probably, 
not statistically more, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bunch of people who like in the last year that's like come out and be like, okay, just like the, all right, dude. <laughs> I am so, and it's probably just because I grew up listening to Loveline. Yeah, same. Uh, and Dr. Drew was always like pretty against the idea of a threesome. Oh, all the time. He's like, if you want your relationship to end. Right. Yeah. It, may, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we have the same cultural yeah. reference yeah. points. Tony, also, did you listen to Loveline as well? Uh, I watched the MTV okay. show a bit. No, they, didn't get, they didn't get into threesomes yeah. as much on that one. <laughs> They're very anti, they were very anti-threesome. Yeah. So well, I don't my, think we had it where I, where I lived on the radio. Maybe. Okay. In my mind, yeah, I don't quite understand how the whole poly thing works without it just exploding your relationship. Yeah. Same. I'm like, I don't think that you should just get divorced. <laughs> right. Right. But maybe we need to expand our thinking about maybe it. Maybe we do. I don't know. I'm also very New England. I'm, I always say I'm the most uh, Catholic atheist on earth. Oh, explain. <laughs> like, well, I just like, I'm like guilt. very weirdly guilt ridden mm-hmm. and also just like, what? Yeah. I don't think of myself as someone who's a real pearl clutcher. Same. However, it turns out I kind of am. Because yeah. on the podcast I do with Greg Fitzsimmons on Childish, there have been certain calls where, yeah, I've like clutched my pearls a little bit, including someone who is in a polygamous relationship. It was um, a guy and two women, and they're all in a relationship together, and they he has a kid with each of the women, and they like kind of all raise the kids. And I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was la- – but, but, but very curious. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, hey, if that works – like last time I was out here, I – shot this show for epics called sex life that was it was like hbo's real sex uh-huh. and like in between the segments they like interview people about stuff so i was like one of those people but it was literally like two hours of me in a warehouse going people do what now <laughs> <laughs> and like i what what it was literally and like it it came up and i thought like the stuff they used was stuff i don't remember saying but it was kind of funny like there was a line where i was like oh i have i have many toys in my bedroom <laughs> Uh, none of them are sexual, <laughs> which is true. Uh, but it was like, wow, I okay. Yeah. And I was really like, I guess I am pretty weirdly New England repressed. Had they not told you ahead of time what they were going to ask you about? Um, they were just – I think they gave me like a ballpark. It was nothing where I was like spit takes or stuff, but I was just kind of like – uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, that's uh, funny. I want to yeah. go see, is this available for, uh, yeah, it was a lay person to go see? Yes. It's, it's on epics. It, it, it's like streaming and it's on like right. prime and stuff. What's it called yeah. again? Sex life. Sex life. It's pretty graphic. I, that was the thing too. Cause I didn't see it. They just like interviewed and then edited it in. Oh, it's, so it's scenes of sex. No, it's like, it's just like real sex. So it's like, here's a couple that dresses up like clowns oh. or like, here's a guy who is in a relationship with a real doll or like that kind of stuff. Hmm. And then like in between they interview like a bunch of people. Comedians. I think I'm the only comedian. Oh, who are the other people? <laughs> uh, like experts or experts or like, clowns? like, like burlesque dancers mm. or, or like people who are like, yeah, we do that. I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know it where my heavy. thresholds are anymore. Yeah, I was I was a little shocked. Yeah. And it was like, I have almost no TV credits, too. So I was kind of like, I got a TV credit. <laughs> Maybe don't watch it. <laughs> How did you end up in that? Yeah. A friend of mine was casting it and was like, oh, you'd be really funny um, to be. And I'm like, all right, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I'll do, yeah, I'll do whatever. Like. Yeah. Um, but I was, I, I, I shocked myself how I was like, really? Okay. 
<laughs> and like the the producer was like clearly hadn't had to explain some things to other people <laughs> explain that to me <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> you know like that kind of thing ken reed yes. and now i have an important question uh that deserves the gal chat drop your skin is so good what's your oh, regimen thank you is, is that really your question that is really my question um i stay out of the sun mm-hmm. and i moisturize what kind That's of moisturizer a, um i am slightly addicted to bath and body works <laughs> and i really enjoy uh their shea butter line okay i like the one with the coconut first. got it is that a special face moisturizer or no, are you using body, a, lotion on your body face? lotion that's really that's a really bold choice it's all the same <laughs> um and what what do you wash with uh i just i use a uh i have like a charcoal face scrub okay that i use like a couple times a week when i shave that's it? Yeah. And you use sunscreen or no? Yeah. But I don't go out in the sun very often. Either. Right. Hmm. This really harkens back to the Thursday episode where we were talking about the fact that men, so many men have really good skin and they're not doing half the shit us ladies are doing to our faces. And is that why? Maybe. I mean, I don't wear makeup. That probably is harsh. Yeah. Although I probably would if it was socially acceptable. Oh, there's, I feel like plenty of guys wear makeup now. <laughs> whenever I've had get to do on this, the, Get on the makeup well, it's thing. It's like whenever I had to do like a photo shoot or anything, and I'm like, oh, I look really good. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, wow. You could do, you could do it every like day. Foundation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only, I think the only thing I got from my parents that was remotely okay was some physical genetics. <laughs> it's decent. Was there was any like, joy in your childhood? Yeah. I mean, it was it, like watching TV. <laughs> like I, I used to enjoy like when they dropped me off at the toy store where they <laughs> did scratch tickets and I could walk around <laughs> like shopping or, you know, enjoyed summers were nice. Um, let's take some questions that people sent in on Twitter and Patreon. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. All sorts of fun stuff. And we have a jingle. When we ask, we send them in the All right. Rick says, I just listened to his first appearance on Allison Rosen's New Best Friend. What is the most bizarre show he's seen? Mine is the Rubik's Cube cartoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Rubik's the Amazing Cube. That's a really bizarre cartoon. Yeah. And then he links to it right yeah, there. I don't was, think I've ever seen this. So it no, was NBC 1984, and they went, Kids love this Rubik's Cube. They also love Menudo. So let's make a cartoon about five Hispanic siblings that find a magic alien Rubik's Cube. <laughs> and that's it. And it talks and, and does magic. Um, weirdest show. That's tough. Um, there's a lot of weird cartoons. You know what I'm going to I'm going to go with an easy one. Uh, it's Punky Brewster. Oh, the, the ca- cartoon. The ca- yes, with Glomer. With Glomer. Because that makes no- – like we have – first of all, Punky Bruce is a weird show anyway yeah. about an orphan raised by a confirmed bachelor who I like to call French Cuffs Warnemont <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in like a Chicago slum. And they're like, how do we make that a cartoon? Give her a leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was he also an, an alien? Ewok. Was he an alien? No, he was a, He was from Shandu. <laughs> Which was a magical <laughs> land at the end of the rainbow, and he uh, he went out of the rainbow, and then by the time he got back, it had disappeared, and he was trapped oh. in our universe. Yeah, it was weird. We all were just like, yes, that 
that checks, checks totally out. Totally makes sense. Did you, you see this, Tony? I vaguely remember it. Uh, I never really watched a ton of it. Right. I, I mean, feel that, like that was a big move, though, in cartoons back then, like giving some like weird, like little sidekick that suddenly oh, yeah. was there that there was wasn't around. Gilligan's there. Planet, or there was yeah. a Happy Days cartoon where Fonzie had a dog that talked and they time traveled. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this even Happy Days? Like, I yeah. always think of like if they did like a breaking bad cartoon or something, and there's oh, like should. a talking giraffe in it, or like people would, but no one bet on an eyelash when we were kids. I, uh, I didn't realize that punky Brewster was in the slum. Or well, a slum. it wasn't, it wasn't quite a slum. They're in like a tenement building, which is actually on Wilshire Boulevard. Oh really? An actual building. Yeah. I've gone and taken my picture in front of it. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was like, cause Henry was the superintendent okay. of, the, of the building. Here's, I don't remember a ton of Punky Brewster, even though I did see a lot of it, but I know that he used to buy two tickets to the opera, right? Yes. So that he had no one to sit next to him. I remember an episode where there was some like club that Punky and Cherry maybe were going to join. The Chicklets. And they had to drink. Drugs. They had the drugs. They had a suitcase full of drugs. Oh, but there was also, it's funny that the drugs I don't remember, but I remember the initiation ritual involved like drinking mayonnaise and eggs in oh, a glass yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the chicklets? Yeah, that was the chicklets. <laughs> the, okay, so one of the girls in the chicklets, maybe the leader of the chicklets, had gone to my elementary school. Oh, I think we talked about that. Oh, we that. did? Yeah, when okay. you were on my show. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Glad that I'm just a broken record. No, no, because I was very interested. In <laughs> Moya Cordic, yeah, yes. she had also. Okay, so then this is retread. We- She's the one who goes because first of all, they literally have a suitcase with every drug in it. And they're so like twelve year old girls, and she's like, "Oh, this is a good one. Little nose candy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had also been on, I think, Kids Incorporated mm-hmm. and Highway to Heaven. I want to say Highway to Heaven's. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that is my favorite Halloween TV episode of all time, and I hate every other episode of that show. <laughs> every episode of Highway to Heaven's like. Something about the Special Olympics and developers, <laughs> and I'm an angel, but the the Halloween one Michael Landon wrote and directed, and it's called I Was a Middle-Aged Werewolf, and it's like a parody of him when he was in I Was a Teenage Werewolf, and it's just really, really, really good. What was your favorite show when you were a kid? Um, I, probably just the 10 of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one for me, uh, or Twilight Zone. Can you name all 10 Lubbock kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in order? In age order? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and give us a little bit of their personality, their character. <laughs> Marie's the oldest. She is uh, secretly horny all the time, but is really wants to be a nun, played by Heather Langenkamp of Nightmare on Elm Street fame. Uh, then next come the twins. Mm. Uh, but Jamie Lunar is older. Who's Cindy Lubbock. She's a buxom redhead who they have a lot of, uh, plots about her weight. The younger was of the twins. She, was she chunky? No. There's but, one where like her and Graham are trying to lose weight. It, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, then Wendy played by Brooke Thies, who is the blonde, uh, the younger of the twins. And she's Thies. I remember yes. whatever happened to her. She is a massage therapist now. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she was kind of the wild child. Which, right. You know, would date like the yeah. leather jacket bad boys. Uh, then you have Connie, who is 15 and is the bookish one who was actually played by Joanne Willette, who was the oldest cast member, actually. Get out! She was... 20, the opposite of Golden she Girls. She was 27. Whoa! Uh, yeah. It's like Gabrielle Carteris Exactly, move. yeah. Um, and then you have J.R., who was the lone boy, uh, who now directs TV, directed a lot of Mad Men. 
Really? Yep. Who was he played by? Uh, I can't think of the kid's name now. It's okay. Um, and then you had Sherry, who was the smart one. Even and, though there was the bookish 15-year-old But she was kind of lady. like angsty, and Sherry was like the I'm a child genius, I okay. wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's how you can tell. And then the kid, they had a, two babies. There was Harvey, who was a toddler, so he didn't have a personality. Right. And then the baby who I can't name. Oh, no. I can't name the baby, but I can name the dog who was named Hooter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, did you ever see Just the Ten of Us? Yeah, I remember it, but not well. And I, I never was going to have guessed that was going to be his answer. For I love that show. I couldn't tell you the last time I thought about that show. <laughs> Sid Haig was in it, who just died recently. Mm. A horror movie staple. Yeah. It was, it was oh, a right. fun yeah, show. Yeah. It was well written. Were, were any of Just the Ten of Us on Head of the Class? There weren't Growing Pains. Right. It was a spinoff of Growing Pains. Yeah. I don't think oh, right. any of them appeared on Head of the Class. For some reason, those are, you know, were those on at the same time? Like, those are tied in my yeah, head. Yeah, they're both on Wednesday nights on ABC. Oh, that's why then. Yeah. Head of the Class was on at 9 o'clock and Growing Pains was on at 8.30. And then just the 10 of us was on Wednesdays when it started, but then they moved it to Friday nights mm. in the pre-TGIF world. <laughs> uh, what other shows were you into? Uh, oh, you I, said Twilight Zone. I loved but... Twilight Zone. I loved uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Was oh, yeah. Uh, that was a favorite of mine. Wait, have you had Corin Nemec? No. You, I, can, I can hook you up I with know, him. But he doesn't live he no, lives in No, he lives in Yeah, but he... Oh, what I was going to say is he's here frequently, though, yeah. but it would have to be at the same time. It's when, yeah, we're at the same time. But he's been in Boston a couple times, too, when I've been gone. Have you reached out? Do you guys follow each other? Have yeah, you reached yeah, out to yeah, him? Yeah, I have. But I've had, um, I've had Melanie Chardoff on, who was Miss Musso, mm-hmm. and I've had Troy Slayton, who was uh, Jerry on... Um, yeah, I loved that show. Get a Life was a big one. Get a li- um, Wait, Get a Life. Chris oh, Elliott. Chris Elliott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Heart's probably my all-time favorite sitcom. It mm-hmm. holds up. This is the second one, not the Bob Newhart show, which is decent. But the 80s Newhart show is so good. I rewatch that all the time. Um, and Designing Women, big fan of that. Have we talked about the eggs, Ips thing? No, I don't think um, so. I don't even know if I saw this or if my dad just told me about this, but I think Bob looks at a... Well, now it's making me wonder which. I think it was the original one. He looks at a at like a grocery list, and he's like, "Buy Ips," <laughs> and, and uh, Suzanne Pochette was his yeah, wife, that's right? The first one, yeah. She's like, "It says eggs, Bob," or maybe maybe she. I forget who. Anyway, the joke was just Ips eggs. Yeah, yeah. So anytime. Like I every almost every time I'm at the grocery store, eggs and ips pops into my head. <laughs> yeah. It's one oh, of those things that like I guess it'll just stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Katz, who was Doctor Katz, his favorite TV joke of all time was on the '80s New Heart show, and it's uh, Michael, who's uh, Peter Scolari, is in with a therapist. It's actually played by Melanie Chardoff, and she says, uh, "I can't. I'm afraid I can't be your therapist anymore." And he goes, why? And she goes, well, it's because of my feelings for you. And he goes, I knew it. You hate me. <laughs> and she goes, no, it's very much the opposite. And he goes. I hate you. <laughs> it's such a perfect <laughs> joke. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. That's hilarious. Um, where were you with Kate and Allie? Love Kate and Allie. And Double Trouble. Double Trouble, first season, garbage. Second season, <laughs> when they moved to New York City, is amazing. Uh, there's an episode with Mindy Cohn in it where she plays mm. a stand-up comedian, actually. That's very, very good. Uh, love the Seagal twins. Yeah. They're Katie Seagal's sister. I sisters um i loved 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 double trouble it was one of my favorite shows for the i don't season. even 
It was just one season? It was two seasons, but the second season's when they reinvented it in right. New York City. And it's so 1985 Manhattan. Yeah. Everyone lives in a loft and it's all super 80s. Right. And one of them's going to design school. Yep. yep. I think it was Allison. Yes. And the other one, I don't know what she was doing. And they had a teacher named Mr. Arecki. I remember. Yeah, Do you Mr. Remember? Arecki was a real dick. He really the was. The Christmas one, they, they invite him over though. And okay. They, they, he's the Scrooge. I bet we, I feel like we've talked about this. We had to have. And maybe the reason I'm bringing, maybe the reason they're linked in my head is because Kate and Allie, yeah. and their names were Katie Kate and, and, Allison. and Allison. Yeah, and they they started the same year as yeah. well. Why are these names? And I had a friend named Katie. Well, what is the universe telling us? It's clearly, <laughs> everyone should have twins. I guess, yeah, <laughs> but Kate and Allie, I love Jane Curtin, and I love Susan St. James, and that show holds up so well because it's just really well written show about just characters and talking. Right, it's great. That's actually when I look back at the shows that I rewatch all the time and that I think um, are just really, really good. That tends to be the case. Like Barney Miller is one of my favorite shows. I feel like Family Ties holds up. Family Ties holds up. It gets a little schmaltzy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like the A My Name is Alex one that everyone's like, it won an Oscar, an Emmy. And it's like, what was, really, that's the one where it's. Uh, does his friend die? Yeah, and he's just talking to the camera. Yes. It's very like Our Town. Yeah. Like, like senior thesis play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then it got a little kind of eh, later in the season, like when, when Andy showed up and. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Brian, the little kid? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't meet you on that one. Yeah. I was okay with him. I, well, uh, it was, they, I didn't like, they, they kiddied it down. Like, yeah. For some reason, sitcoms, when they go on long enough, become very aimed directly at children. Mm-hmm. Like they just get like dumber. It's interesting. And that's kind of what happened. Like it kind of focused more on like the kid stuff right a sillier well that's like the cousin oliver and the yeah. sam 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 Cook. on different strokes not sam danny cooksey danny cooksey yeah. sam cooksey yeah. musician <laughs> yeah. well do you remember the episode of different strokes where he gets kidnapped by the southern I, guy i remember that and the guy wait uh danny, danny cooksey does yeah this guy's kid died and so he kidnaps oh, danny cooksey and somehow convinces his wife that like he found this kid and he wants to live with them but every time the wife is like not looking he's like sam if you tell anyone, he literally goes, I will kill your family. I will kill your parents. And it's, like, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then Mr. Drummond comes busting in and saves them later. Do you remember the one? And again, we all of the all of this because it's so like deeply tucked into my uh my subconscious, I think. I'm either we all we talked about it already it's or Mr. it's Bicycle Man. Yeah. Gordon Jump. Is that the one? That's the one where he and Dudley get kidnapped and, and the guy molested. Yeah, yeah, and he makes them watch a video with mice like doing bad things. Yeah, and then and they he, get hypnotized. Remember the he, license plate? He makes them play a game, and it's called Neptune King of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clearly a writer trying to put in a sitcom joke. And Dudley's been molested, and he's like, "Mr. Drummond, you made me play Neptune King of the Sea." And I'm like, "Oh God, that's really funny." <laughs> You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, though, so everything we're talking about, these were like very special episodes, which yeah. was for young people listening. Because I do have some, I have, I have plenty of youngsters. That was a, or maybe they know the term. That was a thing, though, when a sitcom would have an episode that dealt with adult themes yeah. or more dramatic themes. They would call it a very special episode. Do shows even do that anymore? They don't. And. It, one of my sort of quests unofficially in doing my show and as I've gotten to talk to people who wrote for those shows or created those shows or on them is 
how they sincerely were trying to bring these issues up. And part of the reason you don't have those now is a, I think kids are a little more savvy, but right. B there's really no broadcasting anymore. It's all niche and narrow casting. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you- Oh my God. I literally never thought of how the word broadcast, what it, means that the opposite would be narrow yeah um, no no but i never even thought of the meaning of broadcast i never thought like a, a broad was that cast. like the lifetime network <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh i'm sure there's a committee in boston doing that on stage so um but you don't have families generally watching shows together all at the same time and so you don't have these shows that are trying to appeal to everybody or right like create a dialogue or that sort of thing that makes sense um, but there was also a lot of stranger danger stuff that was in the air yeah Where when we were yeah. kids it wasn't like if something bad happens to you it was like something bad will happen here's what you do yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it might it was like no it's definitely happening right there's a ter- there's oh, i can't remember what it is but i remember i don't know why i was looking it up but there's some term for that sort of panic that went through the suburbs the satanic panic no i don't think it's i don't think it's that but i think that the the whole mcmartin preschool thing yeah i think like whatever wikipedia article i found that had the name for this kind of panic mentioned the mcmartin thing because actual oh i i think it was part of it i think was more and more women were entering the workforce and that created this panic of who's watching your kids yeah. and that, but also the actual, uh, statistic, statistically crime was going down, but people, yeah. but people in these affluent areas were more afraid. Well, you were hearing about it more as well. Yeah. Like that was the thing by, it sort of backfired a little bit by talking about a thing usually removes its power. Right. And in this case, it made it seem kind much of more of an issue. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's a lot of things today, which I'm sure you hear as a parent all the time where it's like kids can't go riding their bike like we could when we were kids and mm-hmm. all this stuff I was like you know what they're way safer now statistically and probably should do that <laughs> like, yeah because it really i don't uh, think people they you, I, I mean my kids are too young for this to be a concern but in general i don't think people let their kids go out unattended no. like we were allowed to yeah i mean i walked to school when i was five six years old mm-hmm. which actually a, a friend a kid that grew up next door to me's younger sister found me on facebook or something i hadn't seen her in years and she was like oh my dad was just talking about you how you used to come by our house and you'd uh read the paper and do political jokes while we're eating <laughs> breakfast <laughs> like, what and i remember i would go i'd get their house super early and i would sit at the table and read the friggin' newspaper <laughs> while they're having their breakfast how old were you between five and eight. Oh my God. That's so cute. Which is hilarious in hindsight, but I'm like, Oh, I guess that probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken Reed, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hopefully I didn't bum everyone out again. I don't think you did again. <laughs> oh, you mean s- since earlier in the episode or, since, <laughs> or, or last time? Cause I don't think you bummed Maybe them out both. last time. I don't know. <laughs> and we'll see, we'll see you again yes. on the Thursday show yes. this week. Excited. So it's a double dose of Ken Reed. Do you have? Are you tucking away another dog story? Because I don't think I can handle it. No, I and I I don't normally tell dog stories because I like I. I know you love have my three dogs, dogs way love. too much. It's ridiculous. Like I, I, I are just, you haunted by this story though? Because because the one with my mother. No, how come? I, it's so abstract. I never knew the dog. Maybe it's so abstract. It's also so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I can process it as a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That makes sense. Is, yeah. is this something you've known since you were very young? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a well-known family lore. Right. Among other things. And also my uncle's dog, Kilo. <laughs> 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 yeah. What happened to Kilo? 
Oh, Kilo was a dog that ate a bunch of cocaine. Oh, really? And uh, was my <sighs> uncle used to sick on people all the time, and he ate through all the doors in my grandfather's house. So oh every God. door, like the bottom of the door, was missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kilo is like Kilo would be Wendy's hero, the dog yeah. that can get through doors. <clears throat> yeah. I don't even know what kind of dog he was. It was just like, a, I don't even know what was a, a, a dog. A cocaine <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Sam Kennison dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Tell people where to find your podcast. Uh, TVGuidanceCounselor.com or it's on all the podcast services that they may use. And uh, plug your social media. I'm at Kenneth W. Reed on everything or at TV Guidance mm-hmm. on everything as well. Excellent. Thank you. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. I'm also now on Cameo. Uh, just find me there. I'm um, Allison Rosen on. Oh, you can also go to cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. And I mentioned Patreon earlier. It's super fun. Uh, go there, listen to a childish as well. And, um, thank you for your nice reviews. They help out podcasts so much. So subscribe, download, click review, subscribe your friends' phones, do what you have to do. You guys, Tony. I am at Tony Thaxton on the things and uh, new episodes of Bizarre Albums every Tuesday, my podcast. Thank you guys so much. Thank Listeners, you. thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 